Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King, One Evil Mountain at a Time. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 96, which starts with Theoden finishing his line from Friday that he barely started, uh, More Will Come, and ends with Aragorn looking down the path as we get some spooky wind and score. This minute is the beginning of some exposition, but we're not going to get the full story until next week. Uh, week after, right? Week after. You're right. I think you're right. Like, two weeks from now. Yeah. Because Legolas the... has his, like, spooky monologue yeah. while they're actually walking. Um. Yeah, we get lots of vague notions about what's going on here, and then Legolas lays it out plainly for us. Yeah. Kind of plainly. So, okay, as far as timeline goes... Um, I'm pretty sure, like, the Gandalf-Pippin-Faramir storylines and the Frodo-Sam-Gollum storyline line, um, converged. Yeah. And then this is, like, four days prior to that, correct? So. Or... Or you no. know, it, it's probably it may at three days prior. At minimum, it's like two, because they ha- would have had to go from. Because they're no, here, it, you know, it's got to be now. Yeah, um, it's got to be like three days ago because four days ago. You're right because it's three days ride to Minas Tirith. Yeah, roughly, as as far if we can believe what Gandalf says, if we just take that at face value. Well, Theoden and Theoden says, says later on. Yeah. In this scene, you know, it's three days gallop to Minas Tirith. So, yeah. So, we can assume that this is, like, three days back. No, it, it can't no, be three it's days the, back. because it's the night, it's the afternoon before they leave. So, yeah. like, when they leave, that's three days gallop. Yeah. And there, and there's, like, an extra day before the Rohirrim show up that goes on in Minas Tirith. So, they're, like, three days behind or four days behind. Because, like, the night before the Rohirrim show up is when the orcs attack, right? Does that go on all night? The, like, so the Battle I, the, of Asgiliath happens. Us, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the Battle of Asgiliath. I'm talking about... The Siege of Minas Tirith? Yeah. Yeah, that goes on all night. So that... And then the Rohirrim show up the next day. Yeah, so... So, so yeah, they're, like, so, four days past. So is Asgiliath under siege right now? Not Minas Tirith, Osgiliath. I don't even think Osgiliath is under siege quite yet. I think that there's only a day separation between the Battle of Osgiliath and the beginning of the Siege of Minas Tirith. Okay. Because, like, then how long, um, when Gandalf and Pippin... No, they have to be even further back than that, because they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna wait at Dunharrow for a few days, and then it's three days gallop. Well, no, because in this minute, Aragorn's like, we don't have time to wait, we have to ride at dawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, do Pippin and Gandalf leave the same day, then, that 
uh, um, they all leave from Edoras? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Huh. But how is that possible if... They have to wait here for at least a day. Because Pippin and Gandalf left and then it takes them... Three days. Three days. And then there's another day. Oh, right. But then... No, they didn't leave at the same time because um, the beacons hadn't been lit yet. Oh, yeah. They were just there chilling. Was, you're right. So there's three days and then this that, that timeline converges. I swear to God, I need... You know? Like a big thing of butcher paper all around our apartment so we can draw out the different timelines. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, so a little when the beacons are lit, that's the timeline converging in the north part of the story and the south part of the story. Yeah. That's the timeline converging. So I think that the time and it's gotta be at least a day's ride to Dunharrow for Metaris. Mm. And then they're here for at least a day. I would say they're here for maybe twelve hours. Well uh, Well no more than that. Okay, because there's a bunch of people in tents already. So people People mustered here while Théoden was already on the way. Yeah. So maybe it's more than a day's ride from Edoras. Yeah, maybe because he sends out he sends out riders to muster at Dunharrow, and they and get then... there before him. Some yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of people are there before Théoden shows up. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if Théoden himself also took a detour to muster some people. Maybe. Because he only has so many men right now. Yeah. Like in Edoras. So let let's say it's let's say that there's there is you know another two day delay after yeah. the beacons are lit and okay I know that there is a detailed timeline in the appendices of the book but like but the movie the does movie not, <laughs> the movie pay, plays the so movie, fast and loose with yeah, it yeah 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 especially on like well in different locations it's hard it is hard and normally when I'm just watching it I'm like oh yeah that makes sense like I. You know, if I just have it on in the background while right. I'm knitting or something, like you're just like hell yeah horses, yeah hell yeah Rohan, hell yeah Gondor, let's smash some orcs in the face. We're, but like we're deep in the horsey department. <laughs> you're not gonna let that one go, are never. You? <laughs> it's great. Head of the department of horses, um, but I think that's my main um gripe about like looking at this so closely is that I have no idea when any of this is happening. Right. And yet it all come it all comes together. Unless it's like explicitly I don't know. I feel like the timelines the further we get away from like um fellowship. Yeah. Um the more it's uh I don't know. It just feels like chaos to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, in Fellowship, the timeline largely doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. We're following a single group. Things happen. We see them in order. It doesn't matter how far apart things are. I guess in like two towers, I'm just like, okay, so when is this happening? Yeah. Uh, That's when it gets hairy. And I think just like the more we (laughs) split up the group, the more I'm just like, dude, what? Like, Right. like Like, I think one of the first places we really were just like, wait. What is happening when in this movie was when Aragorn goes off the cliff and then comes back? Yes, yes. Just like, how long did this take? Uh-huh. How what long did he, on? like, find himself by that river? Like, right? did he camp there? Like, <laughs> well, no, obviously not, but. Right. You know, weirdly, I just, I don't remember if we talked about this at the time, but, like, just now I had this thought that the way that that's kind of framed and the fact that he's in water, 
I wonder if that's supposed to be like a baptizing of him, like getting closer to becoming king. I feel like we totally did because like I remember talking about running water a lot. Yeah, because there's, and... there's so much religious iconography around Rohan in Two Towers specifically. Yeah. It's just interesting in how it's framed. Uh, I just don't remember. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that was totally a baptism scene. <laughs> at, at the very least, like a cleansing. Right, yeah. But. You know, he's near death. He's born anew. <laughs> he comes back to lead them. Yeah. But yeah, but th- this scene, I, I I wish that there was just more Carl Urban. I wish oh, there was more dude. of everyone. I just, yes. It doesn't matter. Just more of everyone. Just give me more. I Okay, so I definitely appreciate every time Carl Urban's on screen because he just looks, like, surly. Like, he just looks like he woke up from, a like, hibernation. He just, no, like, he got, like, he got uh, annoyingly woken up from his beauty rest. Yeah. That's. that's like, just... he was prodded out of hibernation mid-February and he wasn't ready to wake up no. yet. So he had his face just... mask on, the <laughs> cucumbers. <laughs> He's laying back in a chair. He's just a big old loaf of grumpernickel bread, and I'm living for it. But, like, uh, I don't know. That mountain is evil. Him talking, like, is the best. That Uh, thing he does with, like, his forehead, I don't, maybe that's just his forehead, but, like, he, it looks like he's always scowling at something. Yeah. Amor's just a grumpus. (laughs) Just continually grumpy. Why? I mean, I understand why. Okay, yeah, yeah, you have, like... My best friend died, like, a couple weeks ago. Like, Aomer is, like, overtly angry, and Eowyn has internalized all of her anger. <laughs> then it comes out in flashes, and everyone is just like, oh, get away. Yep. Everyone, yeah. clear. Yeah, yeah, because everyone's used to Aomer's anger. They're like, oh, there goes Aomer. He's a big old grumpy boy. And then when Eowyn gets truly angry, it's just like, oh, that's scary. Right. <laughs> It's just, anyone gets truly angry, and it's just like, everyone hide everything breakable. <laughs> She's about to destroy something. <laughs> oh my god. I'm here for that sibling like, I can see, I can see Eowyn <laughs> getting, like, Kylo Ren angry. Just, like, inanimate objects. Oh, no. No, I don't think... Well, yeah, maybe. With her sword? <laughs> yeah. Just like in her, like, I bet you, we never see her bed chambers. I bet they're destroyed. (laughs) There's like a closet that's just like splinters. Yeah, just, (laughs) just something. A dresser that she's just hacked to bits. (laughs) Aomer's like knocking on her her door like, hey, Aowen, can I borrow a hairbrush? Oh, God. Okay. Close the door. Hey, 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 sis. Just thunk, thunk, thunk. Oh, never mind. All right. (laughs) Working through it. All right, we're had good. A, had a bad day. Okay. Just, <laughs> just screaming at a pillow and stabbing it with her sword. That's some ring wraith energy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you can see glimmers of that kind of anger in her performance. Yes. No, I like it. But I like I like their divergence because it makes sense for their childhood and their yeah. upbringing. Amor. Well, Amor is allowed to be kind of. Uh, angry. Yeah, he's allowed to be more aggressive. Yeah. Because, you know, patriarchal standards. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, he's just so, um, even when he's good-natured, like, even when he's, like, teasing, it's kind of mean. Yeah. I think some of that's just Carl Urban's voice. I think it's just his everything. (laughs) 
It's just his vibe. It's it's the fact that he's like a large, dark browed man. It's the so best, he just though. looks angry. No, it's it's so good. I love it. And, and at he, the end of the day, more Carl Urban. And he's a man that's made a career out of largely acting without speaking. Uh, I guess. Because he doesn't have a lot of lines in a lot of what we like think of as his larger roles. Yeah. He really doesn't have a lot of lines. Like, how much does he really say in Thor Ragnarok? I mean, I'm trying to think of how much he talks in those Star Trek movies. I mean, not as much as Chris Pine. Well, and, obviously. And what's the other guy's name? Zachary uh, Quinto. Yeah, Zachary Quinto. Yeah. yeah. Bones talks, though. Yeah. Uh, not as much, not as much outside the, f- I think he talks more in the first one than the second one. That makes sense. Because, I mean, the second one is kind of about Kirk and Spock's relationship. Right, right, Because J.J. Right. Abrams lied to us. <laughs> but we all knew from the trailers. Ugh. We knew. I'm still salty about that. It's been, like, what? Like, over six years? Something like well, that? Well, that, the first movie came out in 2009. Yeah. The, the Star Trek reboot. Right, right, The second right. one only came into, out. Like, into Darkness. Yeah, that only came out, like, two, maybe three years later. Into Darkness? Oh, I thought you were going to say two, maybe three years ago. I'm like, you are high. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, that only came out, like, two or three years after the first one. Yeah, yeah. So it's been, like... Like, 2012 is eight years ago, Cassandra. Shut up. Wait, okay, when did that come out? That did not come out in 2012. 2013. I was close. Seven years ago. <sighs> I keep forgetting it's 2020. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was six years ago. It's seven. <sighs> Whatever. But yeah. I didn't see the third one because I was so salty about the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. Carl Urban is just underutilized. Even his Amor. Dude. Yeah. Just forever underutilized Carl Urban. He's such a force of like personality. Like every scene he's in, I'm just like, oh, there he is. Broody boy. There's, there's that broody horse boy. <laughs> it's just. That's that's just his nature. I uh, broody. Okay. If he was a Pokemon, his nature would be broody. <laughs> I love um, Legolas and Gimli wandering around. Legolas once again stating obvious things around him. I the horses are restless. This is just how, what was your first clue? This is just how he like interacts with the world. I understand that, but like, come on. <laughs> He's Captain Obvious. It's I. I'm salty about that too. Just he's just always just saying the things that are happening. Yeah. There are a lot of blondes. Y- yes. Rohan. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Home of the blondes. <laughs> Vikings. They they're they're just like Vikings. I just appreciate lots of Gimli's Gimli's redheadedness. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, dude. It, no, it I stands lo- out in Rohan. I love these two just wandering around aimlessly. Like so, this this moment where they're walking through here, I just have to imagine that John Reese Davies is walking in a trench, because <laughs> he does. He's not walking like he's walking on his knees. Well, I'm pretty sure that um that that's probably a double, because they don't really linger on it on his on his face. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it looks like him walking in a trench. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's John Reese Davies. I don't know; it's hard to tell. The makeup's good. That mountain is evil. Yeah, just the Dimmelt Road. Thank, thanks for letting us know, Legolas. I love all the, um, like the Celtic knot motifs on all of these tents. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and the banners, 
And I think, like, we get a good look at Theoden's tent next week. Yes. But I like that... Right at that, the end of this week, we get some of it. I like that most of these tents have the same, like, motif, but Theoden's tent is different. Like, the, the yeah, not motif details, is, yeah. is, is different, which, like, is, a, like, such a small detail. But, like, I love that they're just like, oh, yeah, it's the king's tent. Of course it would be different. Yeah. Like, in the last shot of the minute... uh as the camera's getting closer to the path uh-huh. or one, not the last shot in the middle, but like 40 ish seconds in, um, there's a shot where you can see the path and to the left behind a cairn, there is like a red and green banner on a tent. And I wonder if that's the edge of Theoden's tent. Oh, uh, like right by the mountain. Yeah. It's, I don't, cause that's a very detailed tapestry. Yeah. And I imagine that. And that's clearly part of a tent. Um, I imagine that Thaden's tent would be more centralized since he's the king and he's the leader. And that's where, like, um, I don't know, like, his, his generals and stuff, like, they would be, like, meeting, you know? Yeah. So, as far as this topmost encampment goes, because, like, most of the tents are, are in the valley, like we saw. Right, and they're totally plain white tents. Yeah. So, like, this must... I imagine Theoden's tent is more centralized. Yeah. I would think so, too. But that's just a very detailed tapestry. Yeah. Like, the kind of which isn't on anything else. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Because when when Aragorn... Uh, we'll figure it out, I guess, more of the layout. Or at least we'll try to yeah, I don't later th- this I don't week. think the movie's going to help us figure it out any better. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Legolas and Gimli are just walking around the camp. Yeah. I like that we get to see Amr without his shoulder pads on. Mm. He's still got the breastplate on and the chain underneath. Yeah. He doesn't have the arm bits on. The arm bits. The the bracers and the, the he has his pauldrons. Bracers. He's still wearing his the, bracers. Not the bracers, I guess. Like, there's upper the upper part underneath the pauldrons before hit the elbow. He's not wearing that piece. I thought that, um... I thought that he just has chain on his arms. Like, he has his, like, broad shoulder, like, um, shoulder pad things. And then yeah, but has... they're they're um, they're um layered down over his arms. Oh. They go pretty deeply. I guess it's been a while since we saw. There's, because uh, there's, like, overlapping parts of the armor underneath the pauldrons on yeah. his yeah. that go almost all the way down to his elbow. Oh, okay. But it's chain on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know you can see chain on his specifically. Yeah. Um, when he's armored up, like Theoden, you can't, but just a little, like you can only see a little bit of chain on Theoden, like at the armpits and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, his armor is a more complete, like kind of plate looking protection. Yeah. But man, just he's like all the Roman armor is so pretty. Very kingly burrito. (laughs) He's all swaddled up in his armor. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love the line. That mountain is evil. Yeah. I don't think that this is John Reese davies I think this is the scale double. Because mm. when he talks, it's him. But we don't see him standing next to Legolas. We see the close-up on him. That's a very convincing double if that's the double. I Yeah, I think I think that's the scale double. Because I know they did some work with him walking in trenches and in standing in holes. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. Or like Orlando standing on a box. Right. <laughs> or John on Which his Which is knees. hilarious because it's just like... Because Orlando Bloom is like shall six I foot two you, or something. Shall I fetch you a box? Yeah. <laughs> while he's standing on a box. <laughs> yeah. Shall I fetch you a box while John Reese davies is standing in a hole? Dude, that has layers. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. 
Anyway, we'll be uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about minute ninety seven. Uh, but if you want to find some other podcasts from the site, go to duelinggenre.com and think about supporting us on Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get access to Scott Pilgrim versus the Minute. Yeah. And you get early access to the first episode of Theme Park This. Yeah. That, I think, was just released this past week on the Patreon feed. That so, sounds right. Yeah. Some I don't know. I don't know what time is. Right, you know. Timelines. I don't know what they are. Right. <laughs> And who can keep track of timelines when we're recording stuff? Who can keep track of timelines when I, I don't know, have an existential crisis every week because I have no real grasp on this temporal reality. Uh, I see. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs> Shuffle off your temporal coil. <laughs> Become we'll be- a sixth dimensional being, <laughs> free <Yes>. of time. It's <laughs> like weird, weird extra dimensional frog being. Oh, from Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow to keep talking about uh, this camp, I guess. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.